Welcome to Balance 365 Life Radio, a podcast that delivers honest conversations about food, fitness, weight, and wellness. I'm your host, Annie Breeze, along with Jennifer Campbell and Lauren Kosky. We are personal trainers, nutritionists, and founders of Balance 365. Together, we coach thousands of women each day and are on a mission to help them feel healthy, happy, and confident in their bodies on their own terms. Join us here every week as we discuss hot topics pertaining to our physical, mental, and emotional well-being with amazing guests. Enjoy. We as humans love to put things in a box and keep them there, especially when it comes to food. It's not uncommon to hear groups of food described as either good or bad, unhealthy or healthy. And as nice and neat as that may sound, it's not that simple. On today's episode of Balance 365 Life Radio, Lauren and I discuss why giving moral value labels to food could actually be super unhelpful when it comes to making balanced food choices, and how thinking of food in shades of gray versus black and white can help you to move towards a more neutral relationship with food. Enjoy! Lauren, how are you? How was your weekend? Happy Monday. Oh my gosh, that was a lot of things. <laughs> all, answer all Happy, the questions. How okay. was your week? <laughs> uh, my weekend was good. I am good. Happy Monday. <laughs> I feel like it's been forever since I've actually talked to you, like on the phone or oh, yeah. seeing I'm like, your I'm face. Pretty sure I talk to you every single day. <laughs> but yes, it has been a while because we are doing this new like batch recording podcast thing where we record a bunch of episodes one day a month and then we don't have to talk to each other every week. <laughs> yeah. Because that would just be the worst. Yeah, the worst. No, I'm totally joking. That would, it's it's fun. It's just not the most efficient way of getting work done. Yeah, if you see us trying to get ready for a podcast, you will know why we don't do this every week. Yeah, we were supposed to start 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Progress. Sorry about that. <laughs> progress, not perfection. No, it was my fault too. Podcast takes a lot of work, but we know and what we hear is that our community really enjoys it. Yeah, and we really enjoy it. We, do. we like to talk about this stuff. Yeah, and it's a, like I feel like I'm just hanging out, like having a protein shake and some coffee with my girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> you have a protein shake and coffee right now? Um, I, The coffee is brewing right now, actually, oh, but okay. I do have a protein shake. I just got home from the gym. Anyways, so speaking of protein shakes and coffees, we are talking about healthy foods, unhealthy foods, labeling foods as good and bad, which is super common, right? We hear this all the time, like, I'm going to be bad and have some brownies after work, or I'm going to be, I was so bad, I'm going to have pizza, or um, candy bars are bad for you, or too much coffee is bad for you, and apples are good for you, right? We, like, we label foods often. You hear this. Yeah. Yep. I think it's the exception to not label foods Mm -hmm. as good or bad or healthy or unhealthy. Yeah. And... Um, the truth is, what we're going to get into today is that it's not as simple as labeling everything as good, bad, black, white, this or that. And humans in general have a hard time, personally speaking, um, thinking of in shades of gray. Like everything is one or the other. It's either this or that, unhealthy or healthy, right? Right. Like we like to put things in their boxes where they go. And if they are not don't fit into one box, we get a little frazzled about that. 
Yeah. Like, oh, where does this go? And then often yeah. we often think of um, the foods we eat as a reflection of us. Like, yeah, for sure. Which is why, as I said just a few minutes ago, like you hear women talking about how they're going to have, quote unquote, unhealthy foods and therefore they're bad. They're cheating. They're not obeying by the rules. They're not they're not doing something good. Right. They're somehow morally or ethically wrong. Right. So um, let's just dive right into it. One of the examples I was thinking about, like how this shows up in our everyday life. And um, I always try to relate it back to a personal example. And one of the examples that came to mind was the amount I eat pizza. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I eat pizza like pretty frequently, like at least once a week. And I think you and Jen enjoy pizza too, right? Frozen or like delivery. Yeah. Usually Friday night at our house is pizza night. Yeah. So every Friday, yeah. Yeah, and I think most people that are living in kind of diet culture or outside our community would probably label pizza as unhealthy. Right, and they probably wouldn't expect the two of us, health and fitness professionals, to say we eat pizza at least once a week. Yeah, like Jack's frozen pizza and I are like BFFs. (laughs) Yeah, I love – well, I get my husband the Kroger brand pizza, and I get (laughs) – California Pizza Kitchen, uh, <laughs> Thin Crust. Because James doesn't deserve California Pizza Kitchen no. pizza? <laughs> or what? No, he doesn't. He doesn't like, they put like the tomatoes and stuff on it. Oh. And he's not about that. So I just, he just doesn't get the good pizza then. He's not about that vegetable life? No. Or fruit? Is it technically a fruit? I think it's both. Because it has a seed? Anyways, that's another podcast topic. <laughs> But um, I, too, used to think pizza was bad. Like, all pizza was bad all the time because the cheese, you know, too much fat, is you know, greasy, clearly not good for you. The crust, too many carbs, carbs are bad. And the quantity in which I would eat the pizza would be, like, the whole pizza. And in rea- I think that's a way a lot of people look at foods. Like, we were saying, you want to put it in a box. This is good. This is bad. And it fits there all the time, forever and ever. Amen. End of story. In reality, when you break down pizza, it's essentially the perfect food. (laughs) I'm slightly joking, but um, the cheese does have a fair amount of protein and calcium in it and other macronutrients that my body needs. Carbs are good, especially when um, I'm someone who's really active in the gym. Um, It's part of our diet that I need a fair amount of. The protein in the meat is also an added bonus. And in fact, you can find me usually adding more protein on top of like extra meats or even some extra cheese sometimes. It's yummy. It tastes good. Like I like, actually like to eat pizza. It's satisfying and it's convenient. And when we look at pizza for, in this example, objectively, it checks a lot of the boxes that we would recommend in Balance 365. You know, it's got protein, carbs, fats. It's satisfying. It's food we like. Um, it's doable for my family. It's enjoyable. Um, but so often people are conditioned to see this as unhealthy, right? Now, if all I ate was pizza all the time, would it be healthy? No. Um, Because our bodies need a variety of nutrients and no single one food can fit the bill, even as much as I would like pizza to do that. Um, If I ate nothing but pizza all day, would it be healthy? No. And also, if I just ate one piece of pizza all day, like that, you know, like there's extremes. We can take this to extremes on either side of the spectrum. Um, but our bodies need a variety of food and, um, 
one of the first reasons thinking of food as healthy or or unhealthy is because you are going to run into various competing thoughts on what qualifies food as healthy, right? Depending on who you ask. I mean, you could ask 10 different people and get 10 different answers on what's healthy. Right. Um, and in fact, tra- uh, Dr. Tracy Mann, she is the author of Secrets from the Eating Lab, um, notes that there are studies labeling food as healthy makes individuals less likely to eat it. And that could be for a few reasons. And one of the reasons could be because the word healthy can be associated with foods that just don't taste as good. Um, right, like plain chicken and broccoli? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also because people don't like being told what to eat. Like there's this yeah. implied, like it's healthy, you should eat it. Right. And if you are a defiant type of person, I know Jen, I think, is one of those people. She would be like, well, no, no, I'm not going to eat it. Yeah. I specifically remember um, I talk a lot about growing up how um, diet and food was uh, a topic of conversation quite frequently around me when I was growing up. And one of the things this specific person used to always say is, oh, you don't like green beans? They're healthy. Like, as if, like, I can't not like something because it's healthy. And I was always dieting, like, trying to eat quote-unquote healthy. But it's like, just because it's healthy doesn't mean I need to eat that. Right? Right. And and like you said, there's so many times that um, I think I think kids are a perfect example of this, that they see a food as healthy and they're like, well, I don't want it. Like that's, you know, it's health, right. it's health food. They, they may not have, they may not be able to put the words on it, but you put in front of them carrots and a bag of chips. You know, most people are probably going to eat the bag of chips, right? Because, oh, carrots, like I mean, you know, I'm being good. So I'll eat the carrots or I'm being bad. So I'll eat the potato chips. Um yeah. The other reason, the other downside of labeling foods unhealthy and healthy is that labeling foods as healthy can backfire simply because, and studies have shown this, again, um, pulled from Tracy Mann's book, Secrets of the Eating Lab, that the presence of healthy options gives seems to give people the license to indulge in other ways. So they did a study of this in her book where they gave people, I think the... Um, Options were a Subway sandwich or a Big Mac. And the people that chose the Big Mac opted for a lower calorie or no calorie drink and a salad or some other lower calorie type of side. Whereas the people who ate the Subway sandwich, the quote unquote healthy food, um, opted for a higher calorie beverage, a higher calorie side, and a dessert. And so this is what um, some researchers have called the um, healthy halo effect that um, turns out when left to our own devices and given our own choices, people will naturally kind of compensate for a higher calorie food. They'll um, kind of take from one basket to put in the other. They'll naturally do that. But when we start thinking right. of foods as unhealthy and healthy, it's le- it could be a possibility that we indulge elsewhere because, oh, I was good earlier, so I can have this now later. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I know I used to do that all the time. I used to, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I had a Me Diet too. Coke or I had a coffee with no creamer, so now I can have this cookie, you know, which, yeah. as you know, if we're looking at a purely caloric standpoint, those can negate each other 
or even overcompensate for each other really quite quickly. Um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's really putting things in boxes just isn't accurate also, right? Like um, if you are starving, like you're literally not eating food and someone puts a bag of Cheetos in front of you, like that bag of Cheetos can save your life, right? It's not, you're not going to not eat it because it doesn't fit the quote unquote healthy box. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where I know Jen always talks about kind of labeling food as healthy and unhealthy. Um, it's kind of a privilege, right? Like that's a that's a privileged choice to be able to make and to be able to turn away food um, because it doesn't check some box. Right. Absolutely. That's a great point. Um, and, you know, again, it could just to echo what we've already said, it could cause you to make choices that aren't really even in tune with foods you enjoy or foods you want to eat um, or foods that are satisfying to you. Example, pizza. Like if I'm trying to, if I'm labeling foods as healthy and unhealthy and I label pizza as an unhealthy food, then I don't get to enjoy pizza. And that doesn't sound very fun to me. Right. And it tends to backfire in the long run, right? Because you're not going to never eat pizza. No, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Like no, I could you're just going to, you're going to overeat it later. Right. I could right? white knuckle it for a while until I can't anymore. Um, but again, and eating pizza all the time, all day, every day, we can take that to extreme and say, no, that's not, you know, like we could do that with carrots. I mean, carrots are quote unquote, a healthy food or often labeled as a healthy food. If all you ate was carrots all the time, not, not healthy, not a balanced diet. Right. Um, so I, what we're really saying here is that there are no healthy or unhealthy foods necessarily, or I should say specifically unhealthy foods, but there could be unhealthy diets. And by diets, I don't mean like the thing that you do to lose 20 pounds before your high school reunion. I mean, diet as like your food intake. Right. And right. Go ahead. So I was just going to say, we need to stop zooming in right on the specific food and zoom out and look at your diet as a whole. Okay, so for example, um, here's an example of similar to what my diet looks like um, with some quote unquote unhealthy foods or traditionally labeled as healthy foods weaved in there. Um, So eating meals with proteins and vegetables, good, right? Uh, A few tortillas here and there, which could be, you know, perceived as iffy, right? Uh, pasta from time to time. I do enjoy it. Also perceived, traditionally perceived as unhealthy food, fruit and cottage cheese for a quick meal, a couple slices of pizza with a big salad and enjoying pretzels and chocolate chips nightly. Right. So Ooh, pretzels and chocolate chips. That sounds yes, good. I love sweet and salty. That's like my, yeah, it's a, it's a great combo. Um, but you can see in there that like, there's some, what we would, again, traditionally label as unhealthy and healthy foods weaved in there. And I'm not saying that that's how everyone should eat, but um, when you zoom out, as you were just saying, I can honestly say that I'm eating the right amount for my body. I am getting plenty of nutrients and not limiting or avoiding whole food groups. And I have what I think is a pretty healthy relationship with food. And what we can see often is that, um, you know, an uh, unhealthy 
diet could be include things like avoiding entire food groups, which we see this often, especially in terms of carbs. Um, right. And it's um, framed as being, quote unquote, the healthy way to eat, right? Right. And our bodies are designed to run on a variety of foods. If you're listen to our podcast before, you know that we are big um, cheerleaders of moderation and balance of sustainability and um, limiting yourself to just a few options like only beans and veggies or only, uh, you know, meats and vegetables uh, can really provoke an unhealthy relationship with food quickly. For sure. Yep. Um, mono eating, which is what I just mentioned when I was talking about carrots. Most people would um, say that carrots are healthy, but again, if all I ate were carrots, I'm going to be missing out on some nutrients that my body needs. Eating too much. Um, you can eat nothing but kale and quinoa, but if you eat more than your body needs, um, you might put on additional weight, which could be your goal, which in the, which case it would be a good thing. On the flip side of eating too much, not eating enough, um, whether you're eating all the quote unquote healthy foods, um, even if you're not eating enough of healthy foods or any type of foods, it can still have diminishing effects on your body or damaging effects on your body. Not eating uh, fruits, veggies, and protein. Um, this is similar to cutting out entire food groups, although not intentionally. If um, you think you can have um, survive on Little Debbie snacks and be healthy, you're probably, again, missing out on <laughs> some big macronutrients, which I uh, used to try to do with cottage cheese, actually, back in my dieting days. I thought cottage cheese was labeled as kind of the well-rounded food because it had protein, fats, and a little carbs. And So you just ate cottage cheese? So I ate an insane – it wasn't solely just cottage cheese, but I had an insane amount of cottage cheese. And shocker, guess what food I don't really love right now? <laughs> cottage cheese? <laughs> cottage cheese. Um, so yeah. in this point on the, the Little Debbies, are you talking about like the Twinkie diet or whatever that is? Yeah. Yeah. Like Yeah. So like you can – you can – Everyone always talks about like, well, you can lose weight eating nothing but Twinkies. And for sure you can, but you're going to feel like crap and you're going to be missing out on almost all of the nutrients your body needs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and again, you know, Lauren, you've talked about this before. You know, I'm, people might be listening and thinking like, well, that sounds great. Like I want to live a diet just eating Little Debbies or Twinkies or I mean, enter whatever food it is you want to you want to survive on because maybe in the past you've restricted that food and that food sounds really, really tempting. Like I could just eat that for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And your advice is usually to people like, try it. Like, yeah, go for it. See how you feel after three, four meals a day of solely ice cream, of solely Twinkies, of solely Little Debbies. And it's like, your body, believe it or not, your body your body craves balance and moderation and a variety of nutrients and tastes. And we've been conditioned to think from the diet industry that if left to our own devices, we would just eat ice cream all day, every day. Right. And that's one, because that's what people tell us, right? And two, it's because they're 
version of eating quote unquote healthy means restricting to very low calories and only eating lean meats and vegetables, right? So of course, if that's what you are eating when you're trying to be quote unquote healthy, you're going to want the opposite of that. Like you're going to crave the opposite of that if you're not getting enough carbs or if you're not getting enough calories. And so you think you would want to eat nothing but ice cream or, you know, little Debbie cakes or whatever. But when you actually go and do that, you're going to realize like, nah, that actually doesn't feel so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could be a fun little experiment though. Yeah. Balance for the win again. (laughs) Shocker. Shocker. (laughs) We're here promoting balance yet again. Um, So just to wrap up the other, the, you know, the final list of unhealthy diets is the kind of the ultimate um, unhealthy diet is just one that encourages an unhealthy relationship with food. And this is something that we see in the fitness industry a lot. Um, we see people normalizing disordered eating behaviors, um, or what we would consider normalized dis- or normalized disordered eating behaviors, such as obsessively tracking anything, um, solely eating certain foods or cutting out food groups. And, um, you know, a lot of my colleagues look like they might have it all together. They look like they have these, these bodies and the, and I'm talking about people I know and people I don't know, but, um, they have uh, physiques that look like they've got all of their food and their exercise under control and it's a complement to their life. And you just really don't know what's under the surface or how much they're doing to maintain or attain that physique. And, um, it could be kind of overrunning their life and affecting their mental health as well. So just kind of take it with a grain of salt. Remember that there's more than meets the eye when you see people on Instagram with these photos of their meals and their, um, you know, prepackaged foods or their meal prepping or what, or what, whatnot. Yeah. I remember when I was at my leanest, I was a mess and food literally was my entire life. Yeah. Like counting it, portioning it out, cooking it, like it was my entire life. Right. And I think, you know, kind of segueing into that is part of having a healthy relationship with food and our experience is seeing foods as neutral and that it's not about, as you said, zooming in so tightly that all you see is one meal or one food and labeling this as good or bad. And therefore it's a reflection on me and my moral value and my worth and my self-esteem, but it's the, you know, zooming out and seeing the overall pattern, um, the consumption, the quantities of our food and having a relationship with food that promotes balance and self-love. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not to mention, you know, if you've heard of, the forbidden fruit, you know, Adam and Eve, labeling unhealthy food gives it a lot of power and it sets it up on a pedestal for that forbidden fruit effect that keeps us making the best decision of ourselves. And we've talked about this so many times, you know, the pink polar bear effect. I say pizza's off limits, pizza's unhealthy, you can't have pizza. And suddenly all I'm thinking about is pizza. Right. And there's no one food or one meal that's going to make you unhealthy or healthy. Um, And it's especially when taken in the context of moderation. And we believe that all foods can fit into a healthy, balanced diet, which makes the labels of healthy or unhealthy totally unnecessary and obsolete. Right. Like, let's just take the labels off. You know, you can have ice cream and you can have salad and you can have pizza and you can have apples. Like, they're all good. 
absolutely if you eat too much of any one of them it makes them bad so like it's not uh what do they say it's not the food it's the dose or it's not the poison it's the dose or the yes the poison's in the dose the, or something like the that the poison is in the dosage yeah or yeah so it's not the food it's the amount right and there's different nutrient values we're not trying to say that every food is nutritious we're not trying to say that a bag of cheetos um has the same nutrition level as a kale salad um so don't get that mix up that's not what we're saying but what we're saying is there is a room for um both of those things in a healthy diet right you don't have to totally give up cheetos to eat a kale salad right Right, like you can have both, and you should. If you, I mean, if you like Cheetos, if not, then you don't need to eat those. Yeah, and it, yeah, it doesn't have to be uh, an either or, this or that. It can be a both and. Like, yeah, I eat salad and I eat kale. <laughs> like, they, well, maybe not together. Oh, sorry, I meant Cheetos. <laughs> I, you were giving me a look like that doesn't even make sense. And I meant, I meant Cheetos. I'm. I eat Cheetos and kale. <laughs> yes. Not I eat Cheetos and therefore I can't eat kale or I eat kale and therefore I can't eat Cheetos. You could have both if you wish. Right. And you could put them all together to make a really nice salad, I guess is what I was trying to say. Mm. Cheetos on a salad. You know what? I bet someone could take that and make it a thing. Yeah. You know, like croutons. It's like they're, but yes. Cheetos. Yeah, exactly. Speaking yeah. of, this is, again, a great segue, Lauren. Um, I think a great challenge, um, and we've seen women do this, naturally do this in our Balance 365 group. Um, it's kind of a moderation challenge, is to take a food that you currently feel is unhealthy or that you currently label as unhealthy and try to create a healthy, balanced meal around that food item. And we've seen women do this. I'm going back to pizza because pizza is just like, it's clearly a staple of my diet. But instead of pizza, the whole pizza and, you know, eating pizzas so I feel so stuffed that I can barely get off the couch and, you know, I'm like lethargic and tired afterwards, I can have a healthy balanced meal with pizza and have a couple slices of pizza, pair it with some, a salad with or without Cheetos and, (laughs) and, or some veggies and still include pizza in my diet because it's a food that I enjoy. It has a variety of nutrients in it, macro and micro. It's convenient. My whole family loves it, but I can balance that out with some more veggies or a side salad. And yeah, I've therefore, no, I was just going to say, and therefore I can, I can have the pizza. I can have my cake and eat it too, so to speak. Right. Yeah. I've done this too with pizza. So like instead of ordering out pizza every week, we only order out maybe once a month or so. Um, Other than that, I get like the frozen pizzas and I get the thin crust, which I actually really love. And I pair it with either a salad or veggies. And it's, it's a balanced meal, right? Like it's got a, if you look on the back, like it has a good amount of protein Um, the thin crust is a good amount of carbs and fat and I pair it with veggies and it's like, it doesn't have to be quote unquote an unhealthy meal. And then I, we do indulge in like regular delivery pizza too, once in a while. 
which is also fine. Yeah. And just on a personal note, I feel that since working to remove labels from my food as good or bad or healthy or unhealthy, and I will say, I do want to note that this has like been a process. It's not like I just woke up one day and was like, I'm done labeling my foods as good and bad and right. nutritious and junk food. We've been and, doing this for like five years right, this is like it's a- This has been a process, a, a journey. But uh, since taking this kind of dichotomous thinking out of my food or taking the morality out of food, I feel like I crave the what I formerly labeled as unhealthy foods less. So I no longer have to eat a whole pizza because this is my, you know, this is my cheat meal night and I I have to eat all the bad foods on this night because this is my designated like eat whatever you want night and I have to like stuff my face and then I can never ever have it again or until the next cheat night comes in. It's like I can have a couple yeah. pieces of pizza and then like be satisfied and move on and Right, you're not going to obsess over it. Right, exactly. Which that feels, again, that supports, that to me supports a a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. So to review, um, some of the reasons we would encourage people to challenge the way they think of foods as unhealthy and healthy is because, A, what constitutes healthy? Like I said, if, if you go and you ask 10 different people, even in the field of experts, like, you know, nutritionists, dietitians, um, scientists, researchers, you're probably going to get some, a big variety of answers of what constitutes healthy, especially if, you know, you were just talking about personal preferences, you know, you've, you've talked about this, Lauren, about, um, just eating foods that you don't like, like you don't have to do it just because it's healthy. Like you said, with the green beans earlier, um, or I still never touch a green bean. <laughs> what about Brussels sprouts? <laughs> I love Brussels sprouts. I feel like that is also one of those foods on the list too because um, so many women our age were like forced to eat them when they were younger and now they won't eat them. And I love that. Yeah, that's me and green beans. Yeah. I was never forced to eat Brussels sprouts. I don't think I had a Brussels sprout until I was like in my 20s. So I love them. But green beans I was forced to eat and I will never eat one ever. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a bite here and there, but I don't, there's something in me that like hears you say that and it's like, okay, now I'm going to try to get Lauren to eat a green bean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I used to be forced to eat the canned green beans, like not even good green beans. Oh, I bet. You know what, Lauren, maybe your challenge after this podcast should be to find a way to prepare your green beans in a way that you like them. See, Mm. See if you could do it. Or not. Or you can, Or I could just let you not like green beans. I don't know why it's just suddenly so important <laughs> for me to like green beans. Anyways, um, so yeah, you're going to – going back to the reasons, just a quick recap. Um, you're going to get a variety of answers on what constitutes as healthy. Um, as Tracy Mann notes in her book, Secrets of the Eating Lab, uh, labeling foods as healthy may – make you less likely to eat it or in terms of speaking to our kids, you know, if we're trying to push food on them because, hey, this is healthy, just like Lauren said with the green beans, you might later find yourself as an adult not wanting to touch green beans. Um, You could also have some associations with unhealthy food as just not tasting very good. And um, additionally, labeling foods as healthy can backfire because it can give us the license to indulge in other ways, right? Because we were healthy earlier, so now we can be bad, quote unquote, later. 
Um, and you know, just to review some of the some of the uh, unhealthy diets, because essentially what we're saying is there aren't unhealthy foods. As Lauren encourages us to like zoom out and look at the big picture. Um, you know, some unhealthy diets, quote unquote, food intake might be to be avoiding entire food grades, assuming you don't have like an allergy or some sort of medical reason to manipulate your diet in that way. Um, there's usually no reason to take out whole food groups just for the fun of it. I mean, I don't even know. They're all important. They are. Yes. Um, (laughs) On the flip side, eating just one thing over and over and over again, whether that be pizza or ice cream or even carrots or almonds, um, also leaves you missing some nutrients and micro and macronutrients. Eating too much, eating not enough, both can have detrimental detrimental effects to your body and your health. And then um, just finally promoting an unhealthy relationship with food that You know, we want you to be able to see all food as neutral. All food has some sort of value to our diets. Some maybe more offer more nutritional um, of a punch than others. But all foods, according to the Balance 365 Life motto and ethos, can be included in a balanced diet, even pizza. Right? Or Cheetos. Or Or kale kale and Cheetos and Cheetos. (laughs) Cheetos with kale or Twinkies. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I would love, if you want to take our little moderation challenge, I would love to see um, if you have a food that you've previously thought of as unhealthy, if you um, are up for the task, I would love to see what balanced meals you can create with your quote unquote unhealthy foods. So again, uh, just as an example, women in our community have often taken pizza and they've either added some more veggies to it. They've paired it with some, um, a side salad or fruit or a veggie side. They've eaten just less pizza instead of, you know, a half or a whole pizza themselves. Um, you know, whatever it is you like to enjoy, but don't enjoy because you've labeled it as unhealthy foods. I would love to see how you can create a healthy balanced meal out of it. Yeah, that'll be fun. Tag us on Instagram. I know it will be fun. I'm kidding. We can because all... I don't cook. You know, I Lauren, Lauren and I have outwardly shared multiple times that we're not into cooking that much, but um, a lot of people in our community do enjoy cooking. So, yeah. and they're creative. They're good. They're like way more so than I am. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't see me. I'm shaking my head. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Lauren, anything to add before we wrap up? No, I think we covered it. Okay. So go enjoy all the foods. Tag us on Instagram when you create a healthy, balanced meal out of a food you traditionally deem as unhealthy. I can't wait to see what you guys cook up. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Thanks, Lauren. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Balance 365 program. If you're ready to say goodbye to quick fixes and false promises and yes to building healthy habits and a life you're 100% in love with, then check out balance365.co to learn more.